You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. God is good. I see his goodness in your life. Hallelujah. He's been doing awesome things in our lives. And we thank him for doing beyond that which we have even imagined. And uh, this morning, it's an honor. I'm just privileged to be able to bring the word. And I, I want to bring a word that I've titled. I, I'm saying I've titled it, but I'll tell you why it has this title. The Changing Landscape and Scope of Your Life. I am speaking on the changing landscape and scope of your life. When we started the fast on the first day, the first thing the Lord said to me when I got up and I was like, whoo, praise the Lord, we've started. (laughs) Today is the day. And he says to me, from now, from today, during this period, I am going to change the landscape of lives. And I'm going to widen the scope of their lives. And I started to celebrate. I'm like, whoo, the landscape of my life. You know, when you think about landscape, you're thinking appearance of something. Amen. You're thinking that aesthetic appeal. Have you ever been to gardens? When, when my kids, when our kids were uh, younger, when they were really small, <laughs> in Cape Town, we used to take them, sometimes after school, to Kirstenbosch Gardens. All right? And then when we go there, we used to take them there to do their homework. Yeah, we were those parents. <laughs> and, and so they would, we would take them to the garden to a nice, quiet place, and they start doing their homework. It was such a tranquil place. It was a beautiful place to be. It was the kind of place you would want to sit and think and meditate and concentrate. Are you following And so we'll take them there, and when they finished their work, they have a little bit of lunch or whatever, and then we let them loose. They can run, they can play, they can do whatever they want. Now, we have never taken our children to the jungle. We've never taken them into the deep forest. We've taken them to Tokai Forest. But in Tokai Forest, there are nice places where you can picnic, you can bry. We've never taken them and said, we, you know what, we need a beautiful view. A nice place with beautiful ornaments. So we're taking you to the jungle. The jungle is not a nice place to be. Unless you're a hunter. Or you're being hunted, really. <laughs> and so we would do that because of the kind of environment it was. It was a beautiful place to go. Uh, jungles are dangerous places. They're not the kind of places you want to go. Even in Tokai Forest, I mean, you've heard of horrible stories where people went deeper and stuff happened. And, and I realized when the Lord said to me, I'm changing the landscape of your life, of lives. He wasn't just talking to me. He, I'm changing the landscape. I was thinking, perhaps... Some lives here are like jungles. Perhaps some lives here, our lives have just overgrown. And and not as pleasant as it's supposed to be. Perhaps some of the reasons why things and people are not being attracted to our lives. Why they they do not seek refuge in our lives. When, 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 When they need a place to come and quieten down. When they need a place to come and be refreshed. They don't think of our lives. They don't think, no, I am going to Tumi today. They're thinking if I go to Tumi, and not this Tumi, I'm just calling any random Tumi. (laughs) If I go to Tumi, I will not see clearly. I, w- I don't know what is hidden in this life because the life is completely overgrown. And so when the Lord said to me, I will begin to change the landscape, I said, Lord, change the landscape of my life. If there's anything that needs to be removed, if you need to weed anything during this period of fast, weed it. If you need to dig deep, because you see, sometimes we think of the finished product. Sometimes we're thinking, oh my God, it's going to be beautiful. By the time God finishes with me, 
My sons and my daughters will come from afar. My life will be so appealing, but we forget that there is something that needs to take place. I want to make you aware this morning, in case you have not been aware, there has been some dealings in your life, even during this process. There are things God has been doing. You might have felt it. You might not have felt it. Some of us have been rejoicing, wow, this fast has been so powerful, but you do not know that there is something that God is digging in your life. There is something, there are some roots that he has decided, I need to expose these roots. I need to clear out some junk and some rubbish from this life. If I'm going to make you a pleasure, if I'm going to make you pleasurable where people can come into your life and they will be turned around, they will be chained, they will be transformed, they will have peace. If I'm going to send people into your life, if you are going to be a major attraction, I need to make sure that your life is not a jungle. But your life is a pleasant garden. Genesis chapter 2. Hallelujah. In the beginning was the first thing the Lord said to man, to Adam, when he put man in the garden. He said to him, I think he's 15. That's right. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend, and to keep it. There is something about your life that is supposed to be taken care of. You are supposed to be tended like a garden. And so the Lord has said to me that he himself is coming to tend this garden. At the beginning of this fast, he says, I am coming, I will change the landscape. In other words, if your life was just a heap of dirt, if it was just this heap of manure, because you see, some of the things that have happened in your life has translated to manure. And that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. But if it is this manure that is just sitting in a pile, it's of no benefit. But it says, I'm coming into your life because I want to change it. I want to change the landscape. I want to change the outlook of your life. And when I come in, I will begin to dress your garden. I will begin to do a work in you deeper than the ordinary eyes have seen. And so I want you to know that even as I'm looking at you today, what God is doing in your life is not what I can see with my eyes. What he's doing in your life is far deeper. And I want you to say even to someone, not just the person beside you, but wherever you are, because sometimes people may look at you and think your life is just a mess. And, and you are praying every day. But there's just something that is not looking good about your life. He says, you, you, you need to understand. When landscaping is taking place, the place is a mess. When, when that gardener comes in and begins to work in the garden, it is not the most appealing place to visit. There's mud. There's dirt. There's filth. There's all kinds of things. There's smell. Are you smelling? But I'm busy changing the landscape of your life. I'm busy doing a work that only I can do. Amen. amen. Can somebody say amen this morning? Amen. Glory be to God. So I, I don't want a life that things are lurking. You, you see, the Bible says the stranger shall be driven out of their hiding place. Why did the stranger get into the hiding place? It's because there's some overgrown things. Because our life is like this jungle. And so strangers can find hiding places. But when God begins to level certain things, strangers will be driven out of their hiding places. When God begins to level certain things, listen, there are strangers in your body. Sickness. Those are strangers. There's some infirmity in your body. Strangers. There's some things, some habits, some characters, some demonic things that are hidden. But the reason why they can hide is because it's not visible. They, they, you know, everything is overgrown. Our life is just full of all sorts of things. And he's saying, by the time I finish with your garden, there will be no room for the enemy to hide. There will be no place for the enemy to hide. 
Hallelujah. Glory to God. John chapter 15 verse 1 and 2. He says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. I like the NIV says, and my father is the gardener. Amen. Verse 2. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. He says, I'm the vine. My father is the gardener. And he's saying to me, I am coming in as the gardener. And I'm going to begin to dress your life. I don't know if you are excited to hear a thing like that. For the Lord to say that I am coming. I am coming as the gardener. I am coming to change the landscape. I am coming to dress your life again. I am coming to tend to your garden. I am coming to make sure that you are pleasurable. I am coming to make sure that those things that has been happening in your life, that has been hidden in your life, I am coming to expose them. I am so happy about that. Amen. Amen. And there are things that we would need to do. Hallelujah. James chapter 1 verse 21. Incredible scripture. It says, therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted. That's the work of the gardener. Planted in you which can save you. Can we read it in the message translation? He says, so throw all spoiled virtue and cancerous evil in the garbage. In simple humility, let our gardener, God, landscape you with the word, making a salvation garden out of your life. Glory be to God. Let God, our gardener, landscape you. I mean, I had never seen the scripture before. When he said to me, I'm coming in to change the landscape of your life. I only knew the scripture in King James Version. <laughs> I did not know that in the message, it says that God, who is your gardener, is coming to landscape you. He's coming, he's using his word, and during this period, what he's doing is, he has taken his word, and he's using his word, and he's cutting off some things, and he's adjusting some things, and he's digging up some things, and he is making some things look good in your life. Because he is the landscaper. He is the ultimate gardener. He is your husband man, and he's the one that has come to change the landscape of your life. I'm excited because he has come to change the landscape of my life. Amen. He says he's going to widen the scope, but I will get to widening the scope. God doesn't just say anything for saying sake. When he says I will change the landscape, and then he says I'll widen your scope, he did not say I'll widen your scope and then I will change the landscape. No. He says I will, I will change your landscape. I will deal with your garden. I will deal with it. Then when I've dealt with it, then I can get them to begin to come. And then I can expand you from the left to the right. And, and then you'll be so enlarged that they'll come from everywhere. But before your scope can be widened, before you can get to that place, I need to change your landscape. And so when I think, what kind of landscape do you have? What kind of not appeal, unappealing landscape do you have? I had to look into my life. Lord, what kind of life do I have? How, how is my life? How is my garden? What is this need that you have to come and fix it, to come and sort it out? And he said, no, I need to sort it out. I need to come change some things. Because you see, when you yield yourself to me, when you stay connected to me, then I'll begin to trim certain things. Then I'll begin to cut off. So I want you to know that it's not so much of, oh, you are this evil person. No, it is because you are yielded. You said at the beginning of our Lord, I come to you today. I come, come, have your way. Let this fast be like no other fast I've ever experienced. And he says, it will indeed be like none other. Because I'm beginning something, 
something new, something special, something beautiful, something that will change your appearance. Hallelujah. I may not be looking any different from how I looked before this fast starts, started, but inside, there's something happening. You may not be looking different, but inside, the God who is your landscaper, your gardener, is landscaping your life, is trimming things, and is making sure that the things in you begin to show. <laughs> glory, glory, glory. And you may say to me, you know, it, my life hasn't been so bad. I've been, I, I think I've been doing quite well, you know. Um, no sin, no lust. No, you know, no envy, no jealousy. Anybody? <laughs> There's no one like me. Yeah, you know, uh, all those things. There's not much. You know, I, I won't really say that there's a, a stranger lurking. You know, uh, my, my, my grass is well cut. Everything is trimmed. And the, the and Lord said, okay, even if that's your case. I doubt it, though. <laughs> but even if that is your case, you know, in a well-landscaped garden, a garden that is beautiful, that makes people want to come, there are features, there are ornaments in the garden. Have you been to a lovely garden where you find waterfalls, amen? You find beautiful ornaments. You find things that attract you. And he says, I'm coming to beautify you. Hallelujah. He says, I'm coming to add some things to your life. I'm coming to beautify your life. I'm coming to make sure that there are waterfalls in your life. Amen. The Bible says that out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Listen, there are some places where the well is dry. You go to an unkept garden, the well is dry. But it's saying because I'm beginning to keep your garden, tend it for you, landscape it, I'm also adding I'm also rebuilding, amen, broken down wells, broken down cisterns. Hey, are you following? He says, I'm rebuilding and I am filling you again so that out of your belly will begin to flow rivers of living waters so that people will be able to come into your life and they'll say, I can drink when I come here. I can drink from this life. When I come to this life, I can drink. When I come into this garden, I can drink. When I come here, I don't go out the way I came in. That the Lord will make even every nation midran. Like that living water. Like that fountain of life. The well that springs up to eternal life. That when people come in here, they will be able to drink. And they will say, ah, I came in thirsty. But I thirst no more. Hallelujah. He says, I will begin to add. I want my life to be that life where he has added there will be trees. Amen. Fruit trees where you can come and eat. I don't think some of us understand what God is saying to us this morning. And I pray that your spirit begins to grab some of those things. When he begins to plant trees, new trees, fruit trees. Maybe your life, you've only had this one tree. One area of operation in your life. One thing that you are known for. But he's saying, I'm planting diverse kinds of trees in your life. I am added. When I said that I'm coming to change the landscape of your life, it means there are things, not only am I removing things, but there are things that I am adding to your life. There are trees that I'm beginning to plant there where people can come and they begin to eat the fruit. The fruit of the trees in your life. When you will be known that if you need someone to help you in this area, if you go into Pastor Ryan's life, he will make sure that he feeds you. You will not be that one person where you are a one track, only just that one lane. You're only known for one thing. But he's saying, I'm coming. Variety of trees. Variety of trees. Trees that bring shade, that bring comfort. Amen. That those who are scorched and those who have the world and, 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 and situations have dealt with, they can come to you. They can come into your life and they will find refuge. Do you know that you are like God? You are supposed to be able to give refuge. Amen. 
And he's saying, I want to make you like me, so I am going to landscape your life. Glory to God. I'm too happy. And I'm so excited because my life is being transformed. Amen. Amen. A well-landscaped, beautiful place, stunning garden, appealing garden. Listen, not only should you look good, but you should have good. Don't be like that tree. That Jesus came to expecting fruit and gets there and there's nothing to show. But you have the appearance of being a beautiful garden. You have the appearance of looking good. And then when we come in, we seek fruit and there's nothing there. May my life not be fruitless. I'm asking, Lord, do the work you have purposed to do in me that will cause me to be so fruitful that not one person, no matter the kind of fruit they are looking for, no matter the level of hunger, no matter what it is they are craving for, that when they come into my life, they will be able to partake, they will be able to eat, and they'll be satisfied. That's the life I want to live. That's the life I want to live. Yes, someone said that that's the life I want to live. I want to show you what can be in that God. Songs of Solomon chapter 4. I think we can read from verse 12. It says, A garden encloses my sister, my spouse. A spring shut up. Um... Can I try message again? <laughs> Dear lover and friend. Okay, it's quite early for this, but it's okay. <laughs> Your secret garden. A private and pure fountain. Body and soul, you are a paradise. A whole orchard of succulent fruits. You see, I was telling you that he wants to put fruit trees in your life. You were looking at me. Amen. He says, you are a garden of succulent fruits. Ripe apricots and peaches. Variety, amen. Variety. Ripe apricots and peaches, oranges and pears, nut trees and cinnamon. All scented woods. You are very... <laughs> Spices in you. Amen. Amen. Mint and lavender and all herb aromatics. A garden fountain. Glory to God. I told you you can be a fountain. Amen. There needs to be water. Amen. When people are thirsty, they need to come. And not just thirsty. You know, the Bible says, as the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs for you. And I've, I've told you before that when the deer is panting for the water, a lot of times it's not just because it's thirsty. When, when the beer goes to the fountain, goes to the water, he's hiding his scent. From predators. From those who want to come and attack him. Your life needs to be like that fountain. Where people can come in and know I, I, there's some safety here. I can come and tell them my deepest, darkest secrets. And it's safe. I can come into this place. You know, pastor told us on Sunday he was on a flight and there was turbulence and all kinds of things happening. And the guy beside him was panicking and he said, because I'm here, this place is not going down. This plane is not going down. And I've been in that experience as well, where I said, we're not going down. All right. And your life needs to be that kind of life when someone comes in, immediately they feel safe. It's like that fountain of refreshing. That fountain that hides them, that keeps them, that comforts them. Hallelujah. And it's exciting to me that God is saying, that's the kind of person I want you to be. And that's what I'm causing you to be. That's what I'm preparing you to be. Amen. A garden fountain. Sparkling and splashing. Fed by spring waters from the Lebanon mountain. Powerful. And I love this part. 
It says, wake up, north wind. I went to my garden. Dear friend, something is wrong here. <laughs> wake up, north wind. 17. Thank you. You cannot find it. Okay, put it in King James. Maybe message just stopped at wake up north wind. All right. Wake up, O north wind, and come, O south. Blow upon my garden that its spices may flow out. Let my beloved come to his garden and eat its pleasant fruits. Listen to me. There is wind blowing, but you see... The reason why God needs to landscape your garden, because when the wind begins to blow, we don't want smelly things. We don't want the wrong things to begin to smell, and everybody's smelling your manure and smelling all those horrible things. He says, I want to come and I will tend your garden so that the fruits, the orange trees, the pomegranate, all the beautiful spices they're in can be cultivated. Hallelujah. And when they're cultivated, I will send the wind of my spirit into your life. I will cause for the wind of my spirit to awaken and blow upon your garden. And when my wind blows upon your garden, the spices thereof will go out. Listen to me. Even the people that did not like you before, they will smell. If something is smelling in that house, can anything stop it? Can the walls, the windows, nothing. Close your windows, it will get in. It will find its way in. And it will find a way to your nostrils. And you will smell it whether you like it or not. If it is a horrid smell, you must enjoy that horrid smell. But God is saying, by the time I tend to your garden, by the time I landscape your life, and I cause for my wind to begin to blow into your life, nobody will ignore the scent that is coming out of you. And so I am saying, because of that understanding, I'm saying, Lord, landscape my life. Lord, uproot, weed, do whatever needs to be done in my life. Lord, during this period, and even after that, fix things in this life. Cause for the things that has made my garden not to even be a garden, but to be these dangerous forests. <laughs> Clear it, O oh God. By your word, landscape my life. Through your word and with your word, landscape my life. So that the treasures therein will come through and people will smell it. Hallelujah. I'm looking at the time. And the Lord said, not only Will I change the landscape of your life? I will widen your scope. I will widen. Listen, can I tell you something? I will change the landscape of your life. The landscape and scope of your life is not something that comes to my head. It's not a kind of sentence I would have constructed. <laughs> Are, are you following what I'm saying? It's not, the, it's not my usual language. You know, there's some, you know, this is how you talk. It's not how I talk. I don't speak in King James and all of those things. Are you following what I'm saying? I know that's not King James, but I'm just saying that it's not my way. So for God to say to me that he's coming in to change the landscape and scope, scope. I would have used a different word, but that's what he said. And so when God is saying that I'll widen the scope, <laughs> you better receive it, Pastor Ryan. Amen. It says I'll widen your scope, your extent, your range. Amen. Your breadth, your width. He says I will widen your reach. 
your sweep, your purview. I, I don't know if you're hearing this because I'm excited. He says, I widen your span, amen, your stretch, your spread, your horizon, your jurisdiction, amen, your compass, your realm, your orbit. I widen it. Your competence, your field, I will widen it. I will widen it. I will widen it. The sphere of your influence, I will widen it. When the wind begins to carry something, there is no limit to where the wind can take it to. And he's saying, I will widen it. I will widen your scope. I will increase your influence. Your area of jurisdiction, it has been this small corner. And listen, every nation, Midran, God is saying to us, I am widening your scope. I am widening your scope. And if you are part of this church, it relates to you. God is saying to you, I'm widening your scope. Your influence is widening. Your reach is widening. Once you were only able to stretch your hand and touch what was in front of you. But I'm widening and I'm causing for your, for your court to be so lengthened. That you can reach whatever height and whatever distance I have decided for you to reach. Glory to God. First Chronicles 4, 9 and 10. The Bible says now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying... Because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, All that you will bless me indeed and enlarge my territory and increase my scope. Widen my scope. That your hand would be with me and that you will keep me from evil so that I may not cause pain. And God granted him what he requested. Let's read 1 Kings 4, 29. It says, and God gave Solomon wisdom and exceeding great understanding and largeness of heart like the sand on the seashore. If God is going to widen your scope, your heart needs to be enlarged. You cannot have a wider scope with a small heart, with a closed heart. It's interesting, Jabez prayed and says, oh, enlarge, increase my territory. Amen. But something that I've always missed because the Lord says, and the Lord granted him his request. But something that I usually miss, I, I just skip, is the fact that the Bible says that Jabez was honorable. More honorable than his brothers. Uh, what that tells me is that Jabez had a heart that was better than his brothers. He had a heart that was larger than his brothers. Because if Jabez did not have the right heart, if he did not have largeness of heart, and he said, increase my territory, enlarge my territory, God would have said, I can't enlarge with this tiny something. <laughs> Is it with this heart of yours? Is it with this small space? And with this self-centered you? Enlarge what? So that you can be, your head can be bigger. I cannot enlarge you. I cannot widen your scope. Because if I'm widening it, it's all about you. There's no room in your heart for me and for my people. There's no room in your heart for my agenda. So why do you want me to widen your scope? He knew you needed. And I need largeness of heart. 
He knows that we need largeness of heart. And so this morning, I want to pray and say, Lord, oh Lord, you have said that you will change the landscape of my life and that you widen my scope. I'm like, I am the clay and you are the potter and I submit myself to you and I say, form me. I say, do what you want to do. Remove those things, the impurities. Do whatever it necessary and needful to landscape me. Let your word, even as his word is coming, is landscaping your life. Let your word landscape my life. And while you're at it, Lord, enlarge my heart, oh God. Cause me not to be self-centered. Let it not be me, myself, and I. Let my heart be full of your kingdom, your purpose, your will, your desire, oh God. Enlarge my heart so that my scope can be widened. Enlarge my heart, oh God. Enlarge my heart, oh God. That's the prayer that I want to pray this morning. That's the prayer, that's the cry of my heart. So not only, you're going to pray two prayers. You're going to say, I submit myself to you, my husband man. I submit myself to you. I ask that you would landscape my life. You would do what you need to do Uproot what you need to uproot. And Lord, add what you need to add. Because a lot of times we're thinking he only, he's only uprooting and uprooting and uprooting. There are things he wants to add as well. Add what you need to add. I've only had oranges. Put some mangoes in there, Lord. Add what you need to add into my life. And then you will pray, enlarge my heart, oh God. Enlarge my heart. Isaiah 54, I'll close just now. Two and three, we know the scripture, we know it well. Isaiah 54, verse two and three. It says, enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords. <laughs> I, I like this. He says, lengthen your cords. Have you ever gone, you know, camping or, you know, You've had to set up tents. Nobody. <laughs> and, and you've set up tents. And you always have this cord, right? Now, if your tent is one small, one-man tent, your cord doesn't need to be from here to boulders. <laughs> Are you following? Why? It's a small tent. But have you ever seen a wide tent? The cord for that tent is way longer. Anyone? Yeah? It's way longer than the cord for a small tent. And so he's saying, because I am widening your scope, you better lengthen your cords. You better make sure that your reach is a lot more than it is right now. And then he says you should also strengthen. Do not spare, he says, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes, for you shall expand to the right and to the left. And your descendants will inherit the nation and make them desolate cities inhabited. This is powerful word and we receive it this morning. I believe and I receive this word, but I know I know that I need to have largeness of heart for this word to be applicable in my life. It's not enough for us to say, whoo, power, power, power. Mm -hmm. Lengthening, strengthening. Says, Lord, give me the heart that will accommodate, that will take all that you are bringing in. 
the people that you are sending into my life, the things that you are sending into my life, we're always asking, Lord, bless me, finance. Oh, Lord. Da, da, da. And yet you are like this. It says, bless you for what? So that you eat it alone. It says, no. By the time I bless you and your hands, not only are they open, but it reaches far. He will make sure he extends your hands even more. Lord, grant me largeness of heart. Can we pray this morning? Before we ask him to grant us largeness of heart, you want to say, Lord, I surrender to you. I submit myself to your words. I submit to you, O God. My gardener, the landscaper, the vine dresser, I submit myself to you. I ask that you landscape my life, oh God. Dress my life. Do that which you have purpose to do in my life. Landscape my life. I submit to you, oh God. I submit to you. I surrender. I lay my life. I lay my life down. I lay down. I ask, oh God, that you will landscape this life. That you will landscape this life. That you will landscape this life. In the name of Jesus. That you will dress this life, oh God. For God, you are my gardener. God, you are my gardener. I ask in the name of Jesus. That through your word, you begin to landscape. You begin to fix this life. Dress this life. That you will uproot what needs to be uprooted. Weed what needs to be weeded. In the name of Jesus, I ask, oh God, that my life where, Lord God, there has been a heap of dirt. I ask, oh God, that you would even use that same heap of dirt to change the outlook of my life. In the name of Jesus, landscape my life. Beautify my life. Change, oh God, my appearance. Change, oh God, my look. Change, oh God, the conditions of my life, of my heart. Change it, oh God. Landscape my life, I pray. In the name of Jesus. Lord, do a new thing in me. Plant new trees. Lord God, Lord, let new fruit begin to come out. Various, diverse kinds of fruit. Let them begin to come from my life. Let them begin to come from my life. Father, let people come in and find food, oh God. Let there be rest. Let there be shelter, oh God, from those who are in the storm. Landscape my life, oh God. Make it the garden that you have envisioned. The garden that you have desired me to be. Make me who you want me to be. Landscape my life, oh God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And God gave Solomon wisdom and exceeding great understanding and largeness of heart like the sand of the seashore. That is largeness of heart. You want to pray, Lord, enlarge my heart, O God. Enlarge my heart. Just like you did for Solomon, enlarge my heart. Lord, let it be like the sand of the seashore. In the name of Jesus, enlarge my heart, O God. Come and pray now. Talk to him. Enlarge my heart, O God. Enlarge my heart, O God. Enlarge my heart, O God. In the name of Jesus, enlarge it, O God. Enlarge it, O God, that I may be able to accommodate more. In the name of Jesus, Grant me largeness of heart, largeness of heart, largeness of heart. In the name of Jesus, increase, oh God. Lord God, my scope, widen my scope, oh God. Grant me largeness in the name of Jesus. Widen, oh God, enlarge my heart, enlarge my heart, enlarge my heart, enlarge my heart. 
in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Widen my scope, O oh God. Widen my scope, O oh God. Widen my scope, O oh God. My sphere, my orbit, my, ju my jurisdiction. Widen it, O oh God. In the name of Jesus. Mondele me soka balere bostu sula balere bostu sula ba 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 ba. Mighty God, mighty God, mighty God. Oh, expand, expand our scope. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, our capacity, our jurisdiction. In the name of Jesus. My Lord and my God. Jesus. Jesus. Mondala baba 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 baba. Zendele bedele bedele besula baha. Mondele ketokos kenemenostus. Zola baba 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 baba. Zendele besula baba 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 baba. Zendele besele besorobos. Lendele besolo bodele besele besorobos elebedelebe. Zendala baba 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 baba. Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Yeah, what a word. My Lord, my Lord, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, we'll, we'll take another prayer point. I want to read John chapter 20. This was after, um, after Jesus had been um, crucified and buried. Mary came, she came to the sepulchre, huh? and she, the Bible says in verse, um, I'll just read verse 14, she, she came there, she was weeping, right, looking for Jesus. Verse 14 when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing and knew not that it was Jesus. Jesus said unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said unto him, Sir, if thou had borne him hence, Tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. And Jesus said unto her, Mary, she turned herself and said unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. And Jesus said to her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my father and to your father, to my God. Unto your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples what she had seen and all of that. But, you know, as we we're just praying that prayer, my mind went to the scripture. Jesus was there like a gardener. She saw him, supposing him to be a gardener. He was actually a gardener, but a spiritual gardener. Amen. She, 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 she mistook him for a physical gardener, but he was actually a spiritual gardener. And we want to welcome him into our lives as a gardener. You know, how you receive him will determine what he does in your life. If you receive him as your savior, he will save you. If you receive him as your deliverer, he will deliver you. If you receive him as a healer, he will heal you. 
we need to receive him as our gardener. I want to say, Jesus, come into my heart as the gardener. Settle in me as my gardener, as the gardener of my heart. Hallelujah. Come on, let's pray. Oh, my Lord and my God. I open my life up to you. Come in as the gardener. Come in as the gardener. I receive you as the gardener of my life. I receive you as the gardener of my life. In the name of Jesus. Yes. Whatever needs the attention of a gardener in my life. I surrender to you. I surrender to you. Oh, my Lord and my God, as the gardener of my life, as the gardener of my life, I receive you right now. I receive you right now as my gardener. Yes. Yes. You are indeed the gardener. You are indeed a gardener. Not a physical gardener, but a spiritual gardener of my life. Receive you. I receive you that way. Yes. From now on, there will be no more overgrown plants in my life. From now on, nothing will be overgrown in the name of Jesus. From now on, everything will be immaculate in my life. From now on, from now on, there will be no weeds in my life. From now on, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, from now on, yes, there will be beauty in my life. Yes, there will be fragrances. Yes. Pleasing aromas from my life. Well-scented. Well-scented. In the name of Jesus, from now on, because the gardener is at work. Because the gardener himself is at work. I receive your ministry as a gardener. I receive your ministry as a gardener. My Lord and my God. Mighty God. I thank you, Father. I give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's celebrate our gardener. <laughs> Come on. Yes. Glory to God, my Lord and my God. Hallelujah. Yes, no foul odor from your life in the name of Jesus. Well scented in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you glory in Jesus' name. We've come to the end of our service this morning. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.